So this meditation is uh, the I love myself meditation and I will guide it uh, the, the in-breath and with the out-breath letting go. And then uh, after a while uh, I will switch into saying things like and when I'm sick I love myself more not less. So you don't need to repeat these sentences, these longer sentences. Just listen to them and, and see how they, you know, what happens, what happens for you. So as always in this kind of meditation, we can't force experience. So this is more like a gentle, a, a gentle experiment, and then you just notice what happens. Could be that you get angry. Could be that you feel what a bullshit. Could be that you feel sad. Could be that you feel soft. It could be that you feel love. It could be that you feel longing. It could it could be that you get bored. It could be I mean uh, we are oh, we are not in control. Uh, so then it's important to um, to allow to be with whatever comes up. So let's uh, settle uh, with the posture and you can uh, close your eyes if you want, if that helps you to be a bit more in contact with your inner life. If you keep your eyes open, you let the gaze unfocused, relaxed. And again, you allow your awareness to settle within the body, a bit away from the head, dropping with your attention or your awareness into the body. Maybe take a few deeper in and out breath to soften, to let go. So this is more a way of showing you how to do it because you have to find your own rhythm in this. So now with the in-breath, you say to yourself, I love myself, quietly. So there's a bit of shamatha practice there, of focus. I love myself, with the in-breath. You can breathe naturally, you can also Breathe a bit deeper if that feels good. <coughs> and then with the out breath, you open your awareness. You just let go. You let go by letting be. And then with the next in breath, your mind goes a bit more into the focus. I love myself with the in breath.
and with the out-breath softening, opening, letting go. Not paying attention or putting your uh, focus onto something particular. And then again, I love myself. And, and see that you can kind of really say this in your own words, like you, as if you are, if you, as if you hear your own voice. I love myself. And then, if you get distracted by the stream of thinking, you come back to the breath. So it's also a breathing meditation. Huh? Meditation object is the mantra combined with the breath. You don't need to feel anything, so it's not... Just do it. So now um, we add the light. So those of you who are familiar with Tara or Shenrezig or with Jesus or the Buddha, the Dalai Lama, you feel their presence. And there's the light or warmth or the loving gaze. And then with the in-breath you breathe that in. The light into your whole body. As I love myself. Then with the outbreath there can be could be a bit of a feeling of sharing love. So I love myself in-breath and then with the out-breath, sharing love, being a source of love. You could even then say, I love you. So, uh, so with the in-breath, I love myself. And then, with the out breath, I love you. And then there's light bathing you.
So you stay engaged with what is important for you at this in the meditation session, and that is the breath, and I love myself. That's what you stay engaged with. That's the meditation object. So, and then we will uh, uh, shift a bit uh, into uh, the other analytical meditation. And that is something like, and when I'm sick, I love myself more, not less. And when I make mistakes, I love myself more, not less. And you can continue a bit with the in-breath. When I feel anxious, I love myself more, not less. And when I succeed and I'm happy, I love myself more, not less. And when I hurt someone I actually love, <coughs> I love myself more, not less. And when I fail, I love myself more not less. And when I'm confused, shy, I love myself more, not less. I always love myself more, not less, because I always deserve to be loved more, not less. I always deserve to be loved more, not less. And when I feel awkward, ashamed, I love myself more, not less. And when I break my commitments towards my teacher, my partner, my work, I love myself more, not less. Because I always deserve to be loved more, 
always, always, I always deserve to be loved more, not less. myself, with the out-breath, sharing love. Because everyone else deserves to be loved more, not less. myself and then from the inexhaustible source of wisdom and love I love you so with I love myself you feel the empty cup you fill the empty cup and then the sun of love and wisdom in the core of your being can shine forth See if you can find the intention for the three next three months to do this every day. I love myself. For the benefit of all. Do it for the benefit of everyone including the cows and pigs and chickens. I love myself and I do that for everyone. I do that because I want to be part of the solution. I love myself. So I think uh, this vow thing I will send to you.
suddenly I feel a bit uncomfortable to make you say something. I will remind you of how important it is, I mean, in our next meetings also, how important it is to be a fanatic, I mean, to take this serious, to make a commitment to it, because you deserve it. Not because you should, or because it makes you a good Buddhist or something like that, or because the Dalai Lama says so, but because you, you deserve it. And your children and your partner also deserve it, that you do that. So some of you maybe feel, ah, boy, this is really bullshit. I think I, I, I'm not going to do it. I mean, that's fine. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you need to kind of listen to the teacher and do what the teacher says. I mean, to just, you know, try it out. Because, uh, because we are stuck. And, uh, and then, and then we need to try out different things. Even if it feels a bit awkward, even if it feels a bit like, ah, I don't feel comfortable with this. It's like, I don't, I, I, I want to do my own, my own practice, the ones I always do, uh, because that feels more comfortable. So try it out, and then, of course, we will find, you will find, is that something where there's benefit for me, or, but without trying, you will not find out. Is there any limit of time we should do? 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or it doesn't matter? Much more is better than less. And once a day is good. If you remember once in the evening, I love myself, that's good. That's excellent. I'm not joking. not like I w that I want to be polite or something like that. But it could also be mantra throughout the day yes. as a help. Mm -hmm. All the time, I mean. Make it the song which is playing by itself. No? Like in the evening, when you before you fall asleep, I love myself. Oh, I love myself. Mutra, yeah, mutra. The I love myself mutra. I almost forgot that. Oh, I love myself. And then you can, of course, play. Yeah. So then you say, "Oh, I accept myself." What? So you you can you can play with different different sentences or. A powerful sentence is also to say, I'm enough. 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 So you find your, your, the voice, you find the rhythm, you find the breath in it. And then, you know, mantra, 
mantra you say, I mean, you learn to say mantra with your body, with your heart, with your belly. So it does not stay here or here. So you kind of you let it move. I'm enough. I'm enough. So you imagine that that mantra is vibrating in your belly. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. And I'm enough. If, if you have a very hard time, take a cushion. I'm enough. Shit, shit. I'm enough. <laughs> I'm enough. I'm enough. <laughs> oh, I'm enough. I'm enough. I love myself. I love myself. This is so difficult for me. This is such a difficult moment. I love myself. Because when I have a difficult moment, I love myself more, not less. I love myself. I love myself so much. I'm fucking love myself. <laughs> I'm fucking love myself. Holy shit. I love myself. <laughs> going to work, I tell you. You just have to do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it for you. Yes, and then, as I did now in this, uh, in this meditation, and that's for, for many people like the turning point, actually, because, you know, some people say, I mean, some some time ago, there was a Tibetan teacher coming here in Malmö teaching, self-compassion does not exist in the Buddhist teaching, it's crap. Some of them are sometimes a bit stupid. Don't listen to, her, to, all, to, to everything like that. Um, because it does exist, of course, obviously, in the Buddhist teachings. Uh, so, what, what, what I wanted to say, got distracted. About practicing breath. Huh? About practicing. Practicing. Something yeah. about practicing. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Um, There's one edition. I, I will send you this uh, practice so the, as a reminder. So you, um, there's uh, two questions which which are helpful to ask uh, in this. The first question is: If I love myself truly and deeply. Would I let myself experience this? So, if I loved myself truly and deeply, if I loved myself truly and deeply, if I would do that, would I myself, would I, would I let myself experience this? Or would I do this? 
Would I think this? Would I eat this? Would I act like this? So if I love myself truly and deeply, if, if I would love myself truly and deeply, would I do what I'm doing now? It's a very good question to ask. Yeah, and it's not about then say, uh, like punishing yourself that you do something which is harming yourself. Or so it's just bringing awareness, you know, bringing awareness. When you become aware of harmful patterns, they start to lose their power, they start to dissolve. You don't need to apply any antidote or something, just becoming aware. Just becoming aware when you do something which is not aligned with that you that you take yourself serious, that you respect yourself, that you take that that you that you that you really feel and know that you deserve to be loved. So for some people, it's very difficult to, you know, to to get a felt sense in their body of how how it feels to be loved. Yeah? Particularly if you had a really screwed up childhood, and I mean, we all have had a screwed up childhood with neurotic parents in an insane society. Um, so in that way we are all wounded, but some some have to carry a really. I mean, we should bow to these children who survive. What some of us here survived. Um, so take your time, go slow, and and don't. Uh, you know we are not. I mean we are baby, baby self lovers, baby self lovers. So we do little steps, like tiny little, you know? Be, you know sometimes people, people don't appreciate little steps because we have this idea, ah, oh, I should open my heart and feel really warm and comfortable inside of me. Uh, and then when you think like that, then, then you feel like, oh, I, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough in loving myself. I hate myself because I, I, I'm not good in loving myself. So, I mean, in the beginning it's, it's fine to just say the sentence and don't feel anything. And, 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 and feel like, wow, I don't know how it feels. I don't, I, I, I don't get it. What does it mean to... How does it feel? How does it feel to be loved unconditionally? And And then... Maybe you get a little, like a little imagination of it. How would it feel? Imagine how would it feel to be really seen and loved. 
I mean by someone who can really who can really do it. There the Tibetan tradition is very, very strong because uh, you have your teachers. So that's why the, the practice of bhakti is so powerful. Bhakti, the devotion to a teacher. Not, not any idiot teachers like me, but uh, you know, like the real ones who embody bodhicitta. It's very powerful. But that's not possible for everyone. And we will use that a bit uh, during the course, as I said, by uh, exploring if there's would be if there's a, like a symbol for you which could work for you, symbolizing unconditional love. Jesus or but we will we will look at that. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget I love myself. You can already start on, on the way home. And I love you all. Thank you. See you next time. So is there any, uh, we don't have so much time, next time I will possibly, probably leave some more time for questions, but is there anything you're struggling with right now? Yes? Uh, you said two helpful questions before. Ah, yeah, I, I kind of combi combined it into this one. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if I truly would love myself, would I act like this, or would I uh, let myself experience this, or would I do this? So, it's uh, it's it's one one question with different uh, different situations. So, if you know, if you have a Let's say you, you, you find yourself in a few days sitting somewhere and you kind of beat yourself up because you made a mistake. Yes, and then you ask yourself, if I would truly deeply love myself, would I let myself experience this? Another example would, would be you are in a very uncomfortable situation, work-wise, relationship-wise. Then you ask yourself, if I would truly and deeply leave my, uh, love myself, would I let me experience this, this relationship, this job? That does not mean that you need to leave, but uh, you know, to, be, to become aware, where in your life are situations, relationships, thi things you do, patterns you have, which are an expression of that you don't take care of your feelings, of your needs, of your boundaries, of where you are not loyal to who you are, where you, where you rape yourself, where you allow yourself to be raped. Mm. 
And then you love yourself. Yeah, I love myself. I let myself be raped and I deserve to be loved because that's what I need most, to feel loved. And I love myself. I'm, I'm too afraid to leave this situation. I'm stuck. And when I'm stuck, I love myself more, not less. If I'm afraid to make a decision, I love myself more, not less. I always love myself more, not less. Because I deserve to be loved more, not less. Always. Narcissistic wound, wound, yeah. That leads to an empty cup. Yeah. Could you explain this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's. Uh, I can also send uh, send something about this. So, it's it's like the wounding. I mean, when we look into our psychological history, we experienced um, that we we. We were not loved as we deserve to be loved. And this is not, a, of course, obviously not, um, not about blaming your parents, because they also always deserve to be loved more, not less. I mean, your parents, they always deserve to be loved more, not less. Uh, so, but it's, it, I mean, it's, it's so difficult because in our culture, we live in, in this productivity madness and this sense that our worth depends on what we, how we perform, how productive we are, how smart we are, how beautiful we are, uh, what the size of our body is, so, yeah, all this stuff. So, and, and of course, it's very difficult for parents to, to remove themselves from that. Uh, so, so, so we we experienced uh, in our upbringing, maybe from a very young age, um, uh, that we are not good enough, that something is wrong with us, that we need to, that we need to deserve the love, for example. And, and so that gives gives this feeling of I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. Um, and it's called narcissistic wound because this leads to a, an exaggerated what about me? Like an exaggerated need to to get it from outside through through other people, through relationships, through stuff, uh, through money, yeah? 
So and it, it makes it makes our natural capacity of caring for others and sharing and you know being there and and uh, uh, empathy and stuff like that. It 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 makes that difficult because we become over-concerned. We become, what about me? What about me? And we're seeking. We're seeking. And it's like, and that's, that's uh, narcissistic. It's an exaggerated self-importance. But the solution is not what you sometimes hear in the Tibetan tradition saying, like Shantideva's famous verse about the, the, the root of all evil is cherishing yourself and the root of all good is cherishing others. <coughs> That's true in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's not that, that it is not true. Uh, but when we hear that, we hear... Oh, I have to I have to cherish others and when I think about myself that's egoistically. Like to say I love myself is so egoistic that it is narcissistic, we say, we feel. Yeah, so that that's the difficulty in I mean it's different for a Tibetan. Because a Tibetan grows up in a culture of Buddha nature. They no they all know that they are almost Buddhas. They grow up with that. They get that reflected. And everyone knows it. That's how you talk about other people. Everyone has Buddha nature. Every, everyone has a basic goodness. There's an indestructible source of love and wisdom in everyone, like Lama Yeshe now said. And, and that's how they look at, the, at each other. So for them it's different. They, they don't have, I mean, if they, nowadays it's different, but uh, when they grew up in, in a healthy, in, in a healthy Tibetan environment, they didn't have that as, as much as us, the empty cup. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You. Don't forget I love myself. <laughs> And then I will send you an email in a few days about this, and then I'll see you in two weeks. Mm -hmm.